Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. The dream is to always work less and earn more, right? However, there's one key to achieving the lifestyle, dream lifestyle, that many owners make a crucial mistake of missing. And I wonder if you're guilty of this. I see so many owners who strive for more, but actually have no idea of where they're currently at. If you don't know in depth all the ingoings and the outgoings of your business, then you run the risk of setting yourself up for failure, of living day to day and never really understanding why you aren't growing. Even when you have more clients on your books, you're fully booked and a thriving team. If you're still paying yourself last, you'll be feeling super unappreciated, underpaid for the effort, the time and the energy that you put into your business. And this in itself becomes a vicious cycle. You become stuck, a struggle to move out of this feeling of overwhelm and the stress that comes with running a business. And that CEO's dream that you thought that you should be, would be, could be living from the success of your salon, well, it just starts to get further and further away until it seems completely unachievable. And then you want to give up. What's the purpose of being a business owner if you can't live the lifestyle that you so wished for and deserved when you started out in business? And so that's why I wanted to introduce you to Erin Bridgman. Now, Erin is a business and money coach. Her mission is to help women just like you not only understand their numbers and how to have better relationships with money, but also how to build your wealthy woman's empire. It sounds good. In this episode, Erin is going to share with you her top tips all about improving your mindset towards money as an owner of your business and how to feel confident in making financial decisions. That better as you as a person, employer, and as a business owner. All right, let's tune in to hear all of Erin's incredible strategies. Erin, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you here. Oh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Well, look, let's start with Erin. Uh, who are you? Where are you in the world? What do you do? And how did you get to be doing just that? Amazing. Well, I'm Erin Bridgman with two N's, E-R-I-N-N, and I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, It's a fun life in the Midwest. We love it. I love it here. And yeah, I am a coach for female entrepreneurs, specifically a money coach that really helps women sharpen their mindset and their management of their money so that they can grow their wealth because I believe wealthy women will change the world. And this is really my soul, soul work. And I believe the reason that I'm on this planet in many ways. And I kind of evolved into this role as a money coach. I started entrepreneurship over a decade ago and was scaling a photography and videography business and grew that to six figures. I'm a creative and, um, that allowed me to quit my full-time job and and really go full-time into entrepreneurship and 
through that process, then people started coming to me and I was able to start doing some business coaching with creative entrepreneurs and have been doing coaching for about five years. And I saw this continual pattern, this continual challenge with, yes, women wanted to make more money, of course, and there was a lot of focus on doubling your revenue and all those types of things. But I was seeing this need that I felt like I wanted to satisfy in the industry, which was how do we really dive into owning our numbers, knowing our numbers, understanding money, money blocks to really step into becoming a wealthy woman? And how do we have our businesses not just make more money, but how do we have that impact our personal life? And so that's my mission and that's what I'm about. I love your mission. I think that's really, really great. It's uh, super clear and specific. Um, and I love that, you know, when you start in one place and end up in another place, that really usually means that you've, you know, dialed into the right thing for everybody. Yes. Well, I'm pleased uh, to have you here because one of the challenges that I see in the hair and beauty industry so regularly is that, we don't know our numbers. I'm being very generalistic here. We, we think that we're not good at numbers. And as a result, um, we tend to pay ourselves last. This is probably one of the biggest challenges that I uh, help owners with is uh, I have a thriving, growing business, but I'm still not getting paid. Why do you think this is? Why are owners paying themselves last? Yeah, such a good question. And a common one that I face as I'm coaching women. And I just want to touch on one thing you said, which is that women think that they aren't good at numbers. And this is a common misbelief, a common misconception. I hear women speaking about themselves, which obviously then solidifies in your subconscious and you just continue to believe that you're bad at numbers. And I like to remind people that you're not, we're not, none, no human on this planet is born knowing math. No human is born knowing numbers or how to work spreadsheets. This is a skill that can be attained. And so just like you learn how to speak English, English, you can also learn how to do math. And so um, I like to just squelch that right away because I think it's really important. And many entrepreneurs fall into entrepreneurship. They love doing hair. They love taking photos. And all of a sudden now they've monetized it enough where they are being able to pay themselves. And now they have to wear all the hats of a, of a business owner as well. And so just want to remind everyone listening, you can learn the skill of knowing numbers, doing numbers, and um, yeah, owning spreadsheets. So had to have that little moment before we Thank dive you. into. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, before we dive into like, you know, this idea of paying ourselves last and it is one of the most common things I see. And, and one of the ways I was like, okay, like we got to do something about this in the industry in entrepreneurship. And I think it comes down to kind of the two sides of what I teach, which is both the mindset side and the management side of money. And so we'll talk first about money and mindset, and then we'll go into management a bit. So I think there certainly is a mindset block here when we say we are choosing to pay ourselves last because there's thinking that, you know, is building into that, whether it's a worthiness thing of I'm not worthy of making this money or increasing my salary, which is a common, um, 
just a common theme I see with women, whether it's increasing salary or doing that extra luxurious trip or whatever that might be hiring the housekeeper to help at home. There's this worthiness story that's playing on and informing us to pay ourselves last. And I think it can also come from a sort of a scarcity mindset of, you know, I'm going to save it for a rainy day better to put it back into the business and to put it in my personal pocket, which is obviously, if we think about that, we're saying like the business is more worthy than our own, you know, self. And so I think that those are some of potentially more um, mindset things that are going around around why are we paying ourselves last? And then there's the whole management side of things. So there's... you know, you don't know your numbers. You're not sure on the full profitability of your company. So instead of really digging in and seeing like, Hey, I can comfortably pay myself consistently for the next quarter, even if my numbers stay the same or dip lower or whatnot. Um, so when we don't know numbers, when we where knowledge lacks many times fear grows. And so I think that that's a huge part of why salaries are, you know, staying low or inconsistent. And then another piece of it, and this is what I'm super passionate about of like, okay, yeah, I want you to know your business numbers. I want you to know all the things about your profitability and being able to see projections and all of that kind of stuff. So you can pay yourself, but maybe you don't really have a clear idea of your personal finances. And so when I'm working with people, we're diving into the mindset, we're diving into the business management of numbers, but also the personal numbers. And I think this is like super key because you want the energy of your business to impact your personal life. And so it's very important that you put the CFO hat on for both your business and personal life. And so this looks like you understanding, you know, what do I need to, what is my lifestyle like requirements? What do I need to make financially? Um, And what are the upgrades I want to make? What are my goals? And getting really clear on those numbers. So sometimes people come to me and they have these goals that they feel are really ambiguous. Like I want to retire my partner or I want to upgrade my, my home, but move into my dream home. And they feel like really big, ambiguous goals that actually have, you can get real clear on that. Okay. Well, how much do you need to make in order to, um, you know, cover the salary of your partner? What can, you know, what is your lifestyle budget um, monthly and annually and um, okay, what is your business doing? How do we get you to a point where you can actually pay yourself that number and retire your partner? And so I think that's a huge thing is once we have clarity and um, once we have, like, we know our personal goals and I teach about whether that's debt pay down or savings or these types of large kind of lifestyle advances, you're going to have so much motivation because you know the number, you know what you have to do in your business in order to make that happen in your personal life. Hello, just me popping into this episode with a little message. If you want help implementing a strategy to help build and grow your team, then let's connect. 
Become the CEO you know is inside of you and know life is for living, not slaving. If you're committed to leveling up your business, maybe you've thought about working with me, but you're just not sure, then let me tell you who I work with. Maybe we're a match. I work with a certain type of salon owner, a salon or spa owner looking to make a huge leap forward. You have a team of four or seven or more and are already smashing seven to eight K a week or more. I help salon owners prepare and get to $19,000 a week. That's a million dollar business. If you're more than ready to step up and become a real CEO of your business, rather than just another day fully booked on the floor and the business just becomes overwhelming, and stressful. You know you want to grow a team and a sustainable business that's not centered all around you. A successful, predictable, profitable business that works without you. Not that you don't have to drive it, but it's not dependent upon you. You're willing to be open, coachable, put the right strategic systems in your business. You're a massive action taker. In 60 days from now, things could be completely different. A year from now, life and business could be better than you ever imagined. If you want to have a chat, see if we're a fit and Salon Mastery is right for you, then DM me. Let's talk. Or you can find Salon Mastery application on www.salonownerscollective.com. Fill out the application. I'll get it. Have a look through it. Keen to find out more about you and your business. All right. For now, let's go back to the episode. Yeah, that really resonates because I see that often that uh, this sort of cycle of must pay my team more, must put money back into the business, oh, must have, um, must invest in uh, taking my whole team on a trip to do some special education. And these things get prioritized because there's a, a moment of cash in the bank, but there's no other plan for the cash to do anything else. So it gets funneled into things that could be, should be, would be uh, good to do back in the business rather than, oh, actually, that's the deposit I'm looking for for my house that I wanted or that would actually pay us an extra salary for three months and I could achieve that goal. So there's a bit of a lack of what to do with being more profitable and so we don't force the business to be more profitable. Would that be true? Absolutely. Yes. And then the work I do with people, we set, you know, okay, we get clear on the now we get clear on like, what's the past. So it helps us understand trends in your business and what's the numbers now. And then we work to like create, okay, well, what do you want it to be? And how do you grow that? And just by putting down your sort of projections or manifestation goals, your energy is going to change around that. You're many times I see entrepreneurs just focusing on right now. And um, when you start to kind of bring your head up a little bit and look around and say, okay, like I could bring this in, I could book these clients, I could grow this team, I could add this service or whatnot. And we could, you know, grow up by 10% by end of Q1 or whatnot, then you're going to have this motivation. And if you assign that 10% extra money to things that you can then do in your business or your personal life, you're going to be much more likely to hit that growth. Yeah, because there's clarity in the next step and the next step after that. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So really, we're kind of talking about uh, the profitability of the business and it being tied to personal wealth. Well, I think, you know, too, the, the reason, you know, this is important, not just for the here and now of 
your listeners, but you know, many times as an entrepreneur, you don't have a 401k. You don't have a retirement plan handed to you by an employer. And so you are that. And so I think it's very important to know your personal needs now, and then also start to think about all the next steps of your future of what do I need to have in savings? What do I need to, if you've got debt, like a lot of successful people have taken on debt because of the drive to get where they've gotten, they've had to make those sacrifices. And then what's my investment plan? What am I going to do? Um, so that, you know, you may love what you do right now. And I hope that everyone listening does, but someday you're going to want to do it not for the money, but just because you love it. And so I um, think it's very important to get clear on that so that you can start creating your plan for future future as well. I actually love that whole reframe, Erin, that you just did. It's like at some point in business, we got into business because we love doing hair, taking photos, uh, doing skin, whatever it is. And then the business shifts because now you've got a business, you're not just serving clients and we have to do it for the money to make the ends meet. There's a sort of a, there's at some point there's a break even and then we have to, on top of the break even, make sure that there's enough to pay us. And what we really want to do is to take it to the third step, which is now the business is paying me enough that I'm more than comfortable. I have some future and I can choose to be in my business doing the stuff that I love, but not because I have to do it. I think that is kind of where the business becomes quite transformational and we can get back in love with our business and get out of overwhelm and doing it because we have to and calling it the grind and having to feel like we have to work hard and just elevate to that next level. So it's the business is taking care of itself. It is profitable. It can pay everybody and all its bills. And now I choose to actually do hair or run the business. Um, it's kind of where we want to be, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, so many of us choose entrepreneurship for the lifestyle. That's a part of why we do it. I mean, we do it because we're passionate about it. We love what we're doing, but we want the lifestyle. We want the freedom, the time freedom, the ability to go on the vacations or pick up the kids from school or whatnot. But yet sometimes, many times it's the first thing that we sacrifice. And at the beginning of entrepreneurship, I think, I think sometimes we have to, we have to grind. We have to put in those crazy long hours, but it's almost like we lose sight of like, Hey, that's not why we built this in the beginning and also it it at some point becomes about money I mean and so it's got to be able to be for the now and for the future and being able to you know step back and have that bigger perspective on both your lifestyle and um, your money so yeah all right one last kind of real tactical thing let's talk about knowing the numbers and doing the numbers, I often say, I mean, there's always resistance to doing the numbers. I hate math. I hate spreadsheets. I've got way bigger fish to fry than spending time doing this. And I wonder, I'm interested in your take on this. I wonder whether that's because often the way that financials are set to us, they're a retrospective look in the, in the mirror rather than using it as a tool to actually plan forward. How can we get that shift from financials and numbers are just useful for looking backwards and turning it into a into a crystal ball (laughs) yeah well I think 
I love that you brought up the resistance to numbers and I kind of addressed that sort of at the beginning, but I think that's a real thing to examine. And I kind of say there's like a couple of reasons why you might have resistance to numbers, whether it's you're afraid of what you're going to see, perhaps it's about overwhelm. You don't actually know, like you're not really sure, like, what do I look at? How do I look at them? Which is a real thing. It could be that, you know, you've, you have a kind of a toxic relationship with numbers. You have a difficult time, whether it's the number on the scale or number in your bank account, you have this sort of um, difficulty. And so I think I do want people to be able to identify where is my fear of the numbers coming from? Maybe it's you're afraid of what you're going to see, which I think it's best to just see it and do something about it than keep hiding. Um, So I think it's really, I want to say first, like, let's push through the resistance. And even this idea, this notion of like, well, it's not that important. I have a lot of other things to be doing. You know, yes, if you're having really short-term vision, if you're really kind of like right, you know, in there, but you're not a business if you don't make money. If you're not making profit, right, at some, and of course there's different stages of business, but by definition, you didn't open a not-for-profit, you're not opening a charity, it's not meant to be just a fun hobby, it's a business, and so in order for it to be a business, you have to put on a CFO hat, and you you have to get into the numbers and the money, and so um, just want to say those things to hopefully give context and some motivation. And yeah, I think I love your question about, you know, this idea of we look at numbers and many times we look at them like backwards and how do we start to like look at them forward? And we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think you know, it's important to look at the numbers backwards. It's important to look at them both directions. And many times and I'm sure your audience, they have probably a bookkeeper, they're working with an accountant, they have a general, you know, PL sheet, profit and loss statement that they're able to look at, which is really important and helpful because that helps us see trends. It helps us see, you know, and especially in, in the salon industry, there's definitely peak times and there's times to capitalize on different types of revenue based on season. And so that can help you for sure inform you on then, okay, where am I going to go moving forward? And many times I see people making decisions around, do I have, do I have the ability to outsource this? Can I hire the next team member? Can I upgrade the size of my salon maybe for those listening? And you make those decisions based on the numbers you're sitting with right now and the numbers you've seen in the past, which aren't, aren't accurate. They shouldn't be accurate. Hopefully, as you're growing in business, as you're getting sharper, as you're moving, like you talk about from the management stage to the CEO stage, your business is really scaling. And so we want you to put that down. We want you to put your manifestation goals down, your projection goals down. And many times when we do that, we're going to hit those, maybe even exceed those because right away, we know that like, just by writing down a goal, you're like way more likely to get it done. But then if you write down these projections and you say, okay, you know, January, February, March, here's kind of my numbers, where they've come from. This should be my safe zone of what I kind of book. 
And then you decide certain things that you're going to promote or certain ways you're going to um, elevate experiences or whatnot. Um, You can add, you know, okay, I'm going to hit that plus here's my projected number for January, for February, for March. And then it's really like looking at that. Okay. Now you can make a decision off of more than just the past and the present, but the future. And you can make a decision around your numbers that helps you propel into that next level. And I think that's really important because, you know, when you, if you're in whatever month we're in and you're looking at six months down the road and you're just looking at what you have currently on the books or what you did last year, that shouldn't be an accurate reflection of what your numbers will be. That's right. I think that's the scary bit for people to trust that they can uh, trust the growth trajectory and that, yes, that it will keep moving forward. I don't know why that's a hard block for people to come over and go, well, if I've grown 10% in the last last six months, I'm probably going to grow the same amount if I keep doing the things that I'm doing now, let alone the things that they haven't started to do yet or haven't started to put into place and really trust that I need to plan for the future. I don't know why that's there's a roadblock there. Maybe it's just practice. We haven't practiced it enough. Yeah, I think it's where we have our head down maybe a little too much in the weeds. And um, I think, you know, and I think you and I both align with this is like you talked about the study you did around how much time the salon owner was in the business and then how that impacted the numbers. And for the CEO or for the person who's leading the company, your time is better spent strategizing your numbers, creating projections, creating marketing plans and team support to hit those things. That's like your zone of genius. That's your power that nobody else in the business can do. And so that's why I'm always saying you can outsource lots of things in your business. And I do, and I do it in my personal life as well, but you cannot outsource being the CFO of your, of your business. You have to make the shots when it comes to the numbers, when it comes to creating projections, all of those types of things. Yeah. hundred percent. So Erin, you're a business owner, uh, have been for a while, a creative entrepreneur. Um, what would you say is a mantra or a quote or something that's kept you super focused and in momentum? What can you share? Oh, I love that question. I think, I don't know if it's a phrase, but I would always, I always come back to impact and to what is aligned mission focused work for me. And I would say too, right now, I'm really about tapping into intuition and into flow. I tend to have a lot more, masculine energy. I like numbers. Let's get to the, you know, the data and all of that. But I've just found in life, like we have this beautiful journey that evolves and always coming back to our core of why do we do what we do? Are we in alignment with our impact and how allowing our intuition to lead has just been like a huge lesson for me. And also just what has kept me in the game for this long. Um, so I guess that's what I would say. I love it. I love that. Uh, Okay. What about a resource podcast, a book that you've read recently that you feel like all creative entrepreneurs need to get their hands on? Okay. 
I have a few money books that I would say, please read these books. Um, so you're a badass at making money by Jen Sincero is one of my favorites. When I tell people to get this book, I say, please pretend like you've spent $500 because obviously that's a higher energetic exchange. And I want you to pretend like you've purchased a course because her book is so amazing at the back of every chapter. There are prompts that help you think through your mindset. There are ways to actual action. It's like, go find all the money and put it around your house and show yourself how money is all around you. And and she's freaking hilarious. So Jensen Sarah's book is one of my faves. It sounds like, it seems like you love her too, or you've read the book or. No, that sounds like I would love to read her. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's amazing. I remember my housekeeper one time was like, um, Aaron, I know you always have a strategy for everything you do. So I'm just curious, why is there money everywhere? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm just reminding myself that it's an abundant resource. <laughs> Oh God. I love this. Can you share this little, like, what does that look like in your world? So there's money lying around the house. This is okay. This was, <laughs> <laughs> this was like a particular moment in my life that I was like, you know what? I just need to remember that, you know, money is an available resource to me. It is a renewable energy and I, it's all around me opportunities, money. And so, I mean, I had like, <laughs> 20 $50 bills, like all like, here's one on my bar cart. Here's one on my, in my closet, like just kind of everywhere. Just as like a physical reminder that, you know, that, and I love like tangible, practical exercises like that. So like in my intensive program, we do different things like that. Like this week we're working on how do we show up like wealthy women and what does that look like for you in the day-to-day small action? And that could be, you open the nice bottle of wine that you would always keep for your special guests and you drink a nice glass or, you know, and, and so I think it's just, these small ways too of changing our subconscious and changing our action. I just think it's fun too. <laughs> I love it. I think that's really, really awesome. Yeah. So that book, and then I would say get rich, lucky bitch is another amazing book. And, and I'm currently reading Rachel Rogers. Um, we should all be millionaires. So read these books. They're so good. Right. I'm going to put the link to all of those in the show notes of this Perfect. Um, I love it. episode. I know uh, people are going to come and stalk you and check you out. So where can we find you? What are your dub dubs and your socials? Yes. So the best place I'm most active on Instagram. So Aaron underscore Bridgman, and I'll definitely want you to spell that. My parents decided to make me very unique. So it's E-R-I-N-N <laughs> underscore B-R-I-D-G-M-A-N. So that's where I'm super active. And there's a great, I've created a wealthy woman checklist that kind of goes through, it's got video trainings with it. It's completely free and it's going to help you think, plan and show up like a wealthy woman. And so I highly encourage your audience to, to grab that and to, to watch some of the trainings as well. All right. I will put uh, the link to that if you will share it with us. In yes. the show notes of this episode so we can get our hot hands on that good stuff. Okay. I love it. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, inspiring us to become the CFO of our business. Um, I think it's so important that we can step away from um, 
being emotively driven around money and start becoming data-driven CEOs, CFOs. Um, I think this is really should be the guiding light. So I appreciate your insights today. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers to wealthy women. Absolutely. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Erin, I so enjoyed having you on the podcast. Appreciate you and your incredible financial wisdom. I hope you listening managed to get some takeaways, some key strategies from Erin's amazing advice to implement in your business. Now, I know the numbers can seem incredibly daunting and overwhelming when you have no idea what you're looking at and how to make the changes or to see improvement. It can feel like you're stuck, have no roadmap of how to truly move forward and grow. But I know that you're not alone. And like Erin said, humans aren't born knowing maths and the numbers. And I think this can be easily true for us creative entrepreneurs, right? It's just something that takes a little bit of focus to learn and to understand. And the knowledge can seriously make a huge shift, not only for you and your business, but actually your entire life. I work with salon owners that need help moving the needle in their business and understanding their financial worth and their numbers. So if this is you and you want help getting ahead, then let's chat and see if we're a good fit to work together. I'm going to leave the link to chat with me in Messenger in the show notes of this podcast. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you next week on another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.